just river kids Picking up stones like David did Watching them long necks break off a freight train bridge We went to church in a Detroit car Our daddies drank draft at the local bar With an aching back just like old granddad did And we like cold cake beer Fixing up trucks Old bird dogs and the woman we love Maxwell has steaming out of a coffee cup We say our prayers send them to the sky Bust our banks barely getting by Carolina to California up to Illinois Yeah, there's guys like us Blue-collar boys Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Marcus Show. Bro, I am your host, as I am every single time, Marcus himself. And as always, I am brought to you with my co-host, my partner in crime, Ryan. Ryan, buddy, how's it going? It's always great to be here, Mark. Doing pretty good. Always good, always good, always good. Ryan, I didn't think we would continue to say this, but we had another incredible weekend of playoff football. Like, honestly, so, 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 so Best good. playoffs ever. Dude, it's been so good. Um, and, and so I, I want to jump into it. Let's go ahead. Are you ready to just – let's just get right in feet, uh, head first. Oh, let's do this. All right. Let's do it. Let's go ahead and start with the AFC Championship game. So the Cincinnati Bengals advance to the Super Bowl, beating the Chiefs uh, 27-24 in overtime. Ryan, there's so much from this game I want to get to. First, let's talk about the Bengals. So what they did in the second half defensively was – Insane. Insane. Yeah. Uh, they just completely flipped the script. They couldn't stop them into, like, the Chiefs couldn't even move on them. Mm-hmm. And like, it was – these two games were almost – like, the, this game and then their first game, Week 17, were almost carbon copies yeah. of one another. It was ins- – I, I couldn't believe yeah. – as that second half was going on, I was like, there's no way the Bengals are going to do the same thing they did in that last game to the Chiefs this game. But they did. I didn't think the Bengals were actually going to win until Mahomes threw the interception to the defensive lineman. And that's what I was like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Because even before that, you know, the Chiefs had moved the ball okay a little bit in the second. I mean, they'd gotten like a first down each of their drives, and they, their drives just kind of stalled out. But after that, they couldn't, like, the Bengals were just – it's like once you give a team confidence like what the Bengals had, they just couldn't stop it. And it's, it's hard for a team like the Chiefs to – you know, once you had all that momentum and then you lose it, and it's just so hard to start it back up again. Yeah, and it was really weird because, like, so let's just go through this game. So the first half is is going through, and it just looks like the Chiefs are going to be able to do whatever they want. They continued rolling like they had yeah. that that last. Like they haven't week. missed. They didn't miss a step from the week before. Yeah. No, no, and they uh, they were running the ball so so well, um, putting themselves in good second in mediums, third in shorts. Uh, every throw that Mahomes made, and I texted you this, it just looked effortless. Like everything he did 
looked yeah. so seamless and effortless. Um, and the Bengals just really couldn't get anything going. Uh, no. It's no. 21 to I three. Told you, like Mahomes does. Yeah, go on. It's like every time I watch Mahomes, he does something new, but I'm just like, wow, how do you do that? Yes, like, it's insane. Uh, it's 21 to three in the blink of an eye. The Bengals are able to come down. Uh, Samaje P. Ryan catches that screen pass that the Bengals are able to score on with about a minute left mm-hmm. in the half. Uh, the Chiefs only have two timeouts because they spent the one and then challenged, which didn't make sense to yeah. me why, no. why Andy Reid did that. But, it, you know, they, they are it's, able you – know, yeah, go on. You know, people seem to – Andy Reid winning the Super Bowl with two years ago with Mahomes, it made people forget about how terrible his clock management is in big playoff games because this is not the first time he's wasted, like, timeouts or just done something really stupid. Like, he has a history of bad clock man- management in the playoffs, and it was very clear on the, from the last play of the first half, too. Like, mm-hmm. just yeah. – and. Yes, I, I know they could have had another timeout if they didn't call it there, but they knew that going into that play. Like, that was just mm-hmm. a dumb decision. Sh- they should have just kicked it and taken the points. Yes. And the Bengals getting that stop, you heard, like, Evan Washburn say on the side, like, it sparked some life into it. They're like, all right, we're not out of this sort of thing. We're only down 11 as opposed to 18 or even 20, or 14 points. So I think that kind of sparked the Bengals a little bit, that fact that they were able to stop them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was one of those things that, like, they had the chance. They had the chance to get the points. I understand you have Mahomes. You go for the touchdown kind of thing, but you have. I, mm-hmm. I think Mahomes has to know it's either you throw a quick one in the touchdown or like a quick one in the end zone, or you eat the play real quick and because you got to get points somehow. You know what yeah. I mean? Yes. And he also could have run that in too if he would run to the right side. Like that was wide open. Mm-hmm. I mean, we credit we give Mahomes so much credit, but. That was an awful decision. It was. It was terrible. It was, And I was saying, like, okay, and I even texted you this. If they would have scored before half and then they get the ball at halftime, it's kind of of a dagger. Like, it it could be out of hand. Yeah, it it is. Um, And – Even a field goal. Yeah, any any kind of score, I think, makes them feel a lot better. They don't get any score. The the Chiefs come out with – they get the ball. They have to punt. Bengals score. they get the ball back. That's when he threw the interception to the defensive lineman, and you could start to feel the wheel. He should have handed it off because that, that was a, a run pass option. Like exactly, he would have handed it off. McKinnon could have gained like twenty yards because the Bengals brought like a safety blitz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first yeah. and second half were just so crazy. Like Mahomes looked like a different quarterback. He was just out of rhythm. He's like forcing throws. Like mm-hmm. just they, he looked so different. Like. It, and even, like, when they won the toss in overtime, I was still, like, this isn't like last week. They're not just moving the ball downfield as easily as they were. Mm-hmm. Not to jump too far ahead, but. No, no, you're good. So, and it was. It was really weird. It, was, it felt like the Bengals had everything going for them. The defense made the exact adjustment that they had to do. They started rushing three, spying Mahomes with a, a, a linebacker, uh, usually Hubbard. Um, and then they dropped it's what, know, yeah. seven it's or eight. Like Tampa Bay did in the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when and you Mahomes, just dropped like seven guys in coverage and blitz four or three. Exactly. And, and Mahomes, he even admitted he was, he was looking more for the big play than he was looking for just the smart play. And I also don't mm-hmm. know why Reed and Biennemi went away from running the ball when they were getting 
five, they six, were, seven they had yards. No issue running the ball. Yeah. No, it was insane. So like the I think from top to bottom, you can't just blame like I think you have to blame play calling as well as the, the players on the field because I don't think they were putting the guys yes. on the field in good in good positions to kind of win that game. But it just looked like mm-hmm. it did not you're right, it didn't look like the same team half to half. It didn't. Mm-hmm. And just like, how about Burrow? Like, the fact that he was able to get out of a couple of those – like, the one where it looked like Chris Jones had him wrapped up. And he – I've watched him like, how do you get out of there? Like, mm-hmm. and he runs for a first like – that happened twice where he was able to run on third down and get, pick up the first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that drive, they only got a field goal out of it, but they were able to milk some clock too. Yeah. And then, you know, the Kansas City, it looks like they were going to go win the game. And then just, you know, they got lucky because Mahomes is just running around. And the other thing is, why didn't they try to run the ball down there too? Like, kind of, you know. I don't know. I don't. It made. I don't know. Nothing about what they did made sense. The amount of time Mahomes was holding onto the ball late in the game didn't make sense. Yeah. Like that. So, so let let's get to this. So the Bengals end up scoring to make it. What was it? Twenty two. Twenty four. Twenty one. Twenty four. Twenty one. Yeah. Uh, didn't they have to go for two at one point? They did. That was when they tied the game after yeah. the, the interception by uh, the, the defensive lineman. That was Jamar Chase's touchdown. Right, 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 right. So, uh, yes, because eventually it was 19-21. They tied it. The mm-hmm. Bengals took the lead 24-21. And then uh, you, I, I kind of had this feeling like, okay, if the Chiefs get down the field fast enough, they could score a touchdown regulation win. But it was almost the same thing as the first half, but even more of a like catastrophe yeah. because Mahomes was holding onto the ball far too long. He was doing that thing where he keeps like mm-hmm. spinning and going backwards and spinning and going backwards. Yeah, and he ends up getting sacked, fumbling the ball, almost losing it right there if Joe Tooney doesn't jump on it. Yeah, um, yeah, and and they're able to kick the field goal and go into overtime, but. It just even went over. I'm sorry, like you said, I felt the same way. Like this isn't the same team we saw in first half, and I think a lot of that. Like, I don't know. I I I'm finding it hard to. I I will not say that the Chiefs blew that game because I I'm not going to call out a Chiefs blowing the game. I'm not going to do it. It was a bit of both. You give the Bengals credit for fighting their way back, but Kansas City just didn't execute like they're they've shown that they are what they're capable of just yeah. in the red zone. Mm-hmm. They, they weren't taking what, what they needed to take and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what the defense was giving them. They were giving them everything underneath. They were giving mm-hmm. them running lanes, and they just it, – it's like it's like the Chiefs refused to do it. And the Bengals – It's like, it was like they, they when had a little skid in the beginning of the season. I mean, mm-hmm. teams were started playing two deep safeties, and that took away the, the big play. And it's like they didn't know what to do. And then they found a way to readjust. And then it's kind of like, you know, teams have found a new way to stop them, and they just don't know what to do. It's, it's just insane that they didn't adjust faster to that, especially with the lead. Like, yeah, like let's just try to kill some clock adjust. And they just didn't. And you no know, credit to the Bengals. Like we said, they made those adjustments. They made the plays. Like you said, Burrow made some incredible, incredible plays. You called it on the last episode. Guys like T Higgins and Boyd stepping up, even with yeah. Uzama out. And it doesn't look like Uzama is probably going to play in the Super Bowl as well. Um, but they lose their starting tight end, and those other role player wide receivers have insanely good games. 
mean, yeah, Chase did have a touchdown, but they were, you know, they really focused on him because he tore them up earlier in the month. So they really keyed in on him. And it was just more T, more T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd had one drive where he was really good on. Where they yes. only kicked a field goal, but, mm-hmm. um, but even in overtime, like the first down pass where he just missed Demarcus Robinson, where uh, I think Trey Hendrickson jumped up and he just had to get it because it would have been knocked down. And then Eli Apple drops a, a pick six, most mm-hmm. likely. Yeah. And then on third and 10, he, he, I mean, he forced that because you knew he had to throw something downfield because you can't, you can't throw, you, you almost had to throw something that was at least past the first down marker because you, you know, you're not going to go for it in that situation, most likely. And yes. you know that if you give, your defense really couldn't stop the Bengals in the second half. You kind of knew if they didn't score, the Bengals were going to win the game. So he had to force that to Tyree Kill, which yeah. ended up getting picked. And then, mm-hmm. you know, all the Bengals needed was one first down and they got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the Bengals going to the Super Bowl first time since the 80s. Ryan, it very much feels like they're a train that cannot be stopped right now. I mean, honestly, I God. agree. I agree. It's kind of like once they beat, if they beat, I, I think you might have said this. If they beat the Chiefs, they're going to win the Super Bowl. And I agree. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And so let's go ahead. Let's get to their opponents for that game. Um, let's talk about the, the NFC championship game. Uh, the Rams are able to uh, stage off, come back, fight, uh, and, and beat the 49ers who have given them tons and tons yeah. and tons of trouble this year. This is, once again, it looked like the 49ers had their number early on. They were doing what they need to do. Credit to the Rams. They were putting more guys in the box to uh, to stop the uh, the run game. Run game. Of, of the 49ers. Hand, you know? mm-hmm. uh, but, again, credit to the Rams. Cooper Cup, dude, He's so good. He's so good. good. He's so good. good. I don't, I don't even know how to describe how good he is. That's how good he is. Mm -hmm. Like he's not the biggest or fastest guy. He just knows how to get open. He's almost like a, and I hate making this comp because I don't like it being like a white guy, white guy kind of thing. Um, But Julian Edelman, the way Edelman was able to run his routes really clean and just like be able to open. Another good one is Antonio Brown. He's bigger than Edelman, but yeah. yeah. Antonio Brown, who is a, has always been able to, he gets to a spot and he's he's just going to beat you to where he's going to go based on his move. Cooper Cup does a lot of the same stuff. Like his footwork is really really good. If you watch him on his cuts, yeah. on his moves, on his body control, everything, he's really really good at that. And I think that he just has a lot of trust from Stafford as well. Um, and and so that's that's been huge for them. But uh, you know, credit to the Rams because this felt like a monkey off the back kind of thing. With, yeah, with with Shanahan's the 49ers. Shanahan kind of owned them the past couple of years. Yeah, mm-hmm. and what if uh, that defensive back number three he dropped an mm-hmm. easy interception? Yes, and you watch that play. I'm, my dad's watching with me. He's like, "That's why that guy's a defensive back because if he could catch, he'd play receiver." Yep. He's probably and he's right. Yes, it's, and you watch it. He tried the body catch when if he I think he would have just. Put his hands up he probably would mm-hmm. caught it cleanly because that mm-hmm. was not a good pass by matthew step like he dropped a gift basically he did yeah he did and and it was and if he does catch that like i do think the game is over at that point because niners are leading uh mm-hmm. the 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 rams just have no timeouts which is just wild You're right, by sean mcveigh i mean yeah. we talk we talk about the the, the clock management of andy reed that was mm-hmm. wild by the challenges that he made that yeah. were, were clearly not 
going to be overturned. Burning a time advice to challenge those, but I don't know. Burning a timeout on first down when you kind of could have just eaten the five yards, knowing that the game's close and you're going to need that timeout. Like it, it was insane that Sean McVay did that because he is such a good, good, good coach. Um, but, uh, yes, I agree with you because if the, if the Niners get the pick, then they're able to run the ball, which they can run the ball extremely well. And they can basically kill the clock. Uh, they don't get the pick. Rams come down. They're able to score, uh, take the lead back. And, and we have to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. late in that game. And I want to touch something else before we get to uh, yes. Jimmy yeah, Garoppolo. Yeah. We talk about Andy Reid's bad clock management. Let's talk about Kyle Shanahan here for a second. His last three playoff losses, they've had his teams have had the lead with the Falcons in the Super Bowl and then the 49ers and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl in this game. They had leads in the fourth quarter. His teams didn't score any points. They were outscored uh, like I forget, it was like 13 to nothing. Mm-hmm. However much they were outscored in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Anyways, well, the, the, the 28 to 3 game. The 28 to 3 game. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they have a 10-point lead in the um, the Super Bowl against the Chiefs or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, they're up 20 to 10. And, yeah. then, you know, and end up blowing that, too. And it's just like he's had, clearly he's shown he does not do a good job of finishing off games for whatever reason. It's, and it's almost like – and I heard this is not an original thought process, so I don't want it to – but it made a lot of sense to me. that, And it's almost I, – I almost want to get it like with the Chiefs as well. They do things a certain way. And it's almost like if you put them off schedule of doing those things, now they do it in different ways. Like the Chiefs do it with beating you deep while the Niners do it trying to run the ball. Well, if you completely try to stuff that, it's almost like they're out of sorts and they're like, okay, how do we get back on track here? Like how do do we figure this out? And it was almost like they could – and they really couldn't when when they lost the lead late. And Garoppolo yeah. just looked like he didn't know what to do. And that pick, you know, say what you want. Like, he, he had to get the ball out of his hands. I think taking a sack is just as bad as what happened. Right, right. Um, that was a brand – like, he, he could not afford to take the sack. And I think – well, he wasn't trying to throw it away. He was trying to get to the running back, who I don't know who that guy is by name. Um, but, you know, it wasn't a very good pass. But, yeah, he, he, he could not have taken a sack there. And just no. happened to be a pick. It was a Brandon Whedon type throw. Yes. I've seen plenty of those. <laughs> hey, oldest quarterback drafted in the first round, right? Crazy, ain't it? <laughs> Where did he go? Oklahoma State. I know, for to play in the NFL. The Browns. <laughs> I love Oklahoma the Browns. State can't produce quarterbacks. I mean, look at Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I know, right? Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. The Super Bowl Jimmy set, sealed his fate, yes, basically. he did, he did. And I think that it would make a lot of sense for Aaron Rodgers to go there. Like, it really, really would. They have such an established core there. Um, It'd be easier if they didn't just dra- trade up to draft Trey Lance. Yes, and the only, the only other negative thing besides that, because he's literally leaving a team that traded up to draft a quarterback. Like, why right. would you go to another team that traded up to draft a quarterback? Um, mm-hmm is this, is that that division is so, so is. tough. So tough. But um, we don't know what Russell Wilson's going to do either. Mm-hmm. Like, what, if he's if he's going to 
uh, want to get traded or I yeah, think you got to do it yeah. with the Rams, the Cardinals too, who yeah aren't going anywhere for a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't like Kingsbury, but yeah, but it that depends, division is loaded. Depends on when they play him in the season, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, correct. Um, so uh, Garoppolo hopes to be traded to a winner. By the way, that's what I'm just now reading. Yeah, he, he knows win. he's going to get traded. They've talked. Yeah. I, I think it's either I can see him going to Denver. I think Denver is a similar type of fit like the 49ers. They have great – they got a lot of good weapons. and They're kind of just a quarterback away. A lot of good young players on offense and defense, a good line. You know, they're kind of a good quarterback away from being an, an elite team mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know who else would really want uh, Jimmy G. Like, I think if – well, we'll get to this in a second. I don't think Kirk Cousins is going anywhere, so I don't mm-hmm. think Minnesota – I mean, yeah. that's Minnesota wouldn't. Trading, trading out cousins for Garoppolo is, I don't even know. It's why a lateral move. Yeah, it's a lateral move. Yeah. It doesn't make any better. The, you do bring it up, and I could see it happening. The only reason I can't see it is Garoppolo's got a lot of money on his contract, yeah. which is why I don't think Pittsburgh would trade to get him. Because right. I don't think they want to give up the assets to then pay what's left on his, on his contract uh, kind of right. thing. There uh, are a fair amount of Browns fans on Twitter that really want Jimmy Garoppolo, and I'm like, it's not going to happen because he's not worth the assets that, you know, the fact that the Carolina got um, a first rounder or the Jets got a first rounder for Sam Darnold just, and look what Sam Darnold did. I mean, Jimmy G's at least, yeah, you can say what you want about his performance, but the guy's 33 and 14 as a starter. He started a Super Bowl and he got the 49ers to NFC title game. So he's been there before. Mm-hmm. I think some team is just going to trick themselves into thinking like what the Vikings did with Kirk Cousins, like we can win with this guy sort of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, and I'm trying to think who, where else he would go. Like he could go. Like um, he's really um, need a quarter. Well, could Tampa Bay, could Tampa Bay make the call? But that's what I was gonna say. We'll get into it in a second. But Tampa Bay, uh, let's go ahead and get to it because we're not gonna we're not gonna preview uh, the Super Bowl right now. We're gonna preview it yeah. later. But congrats to the Rams. Congrats to the Bengals. Uh, Bengals are winning the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. let's get to it this way. Um, Tampa Bay could be calling because. Uh, officially official today. Now, it had come out on Saturday, and the world was just taken by storm. Like, if you were watching any kind of college basketball game on television, the bottom Mm -hmm. ticker flashed it, Ryan, I swear to God, every minute. Like, it was was a minute at a a time. Reports that Tom Brady was going to announce his retirement. Uh, And and everybody, like, you know, the, the Internet's a buzz. Everybody's going crazy. And then all this stuff comes out that he's not retired. Yeah. Um, but you knew – I knew he wasn't coming back. I just – I my th- uh, theory was I think Brady wants to – he wants to make the news official himself. He doesn't want an Adam Schefter or Schefter or uh, Jeff uh, – Yeah, I, I got you. It's ESPN, a, guy who like, covers Brady. You said it way too fast. Um, Is it Bloomington? No, but it's like one of those kind of names, Darlington. Darlington. Yep, Jeff Darlington. Yep, I got you. I knew I'd get it in my brain somewhere. Yeah. Um, but and and so everybody's like, okay, is he? Is he not? You could see the writing on the wall without him saying fully he was. But mm-hmm. excuse me, the uh, the news comes out yesterday officially, 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 Tom Brady retiring from the NFL after 22 seasons. Uh, leads the league in passing yards, passing touchdowns, completions, obviously yeah. Super Bowl wins. Um, 
Like, I didn't think he was going to retire because he's still playing at the top of his game. And you know, this isn't like Peyton Manning or even, you know, Ben, who you, they were, you could tell that they were done like their last year. Yeah, you can see the decline. You never saw yeah. the decline with him. He never did decline. Like he, I mean, you saw it with Breeze a little bit too. Mm-hmm. I think last year because he just couldn't throw the ball downfield. Yeah, and that's usually what happens to those guys is they their arms just get so tired that yeah they can't kind of gives they, out on them. Yeah, they can't press the ball or they don't have the same touch to press the ball downfield. Uh, and, and so you do see. I, I think it was you know Ben with his elbow this past year. I, I whatever anybody wants to say that had to affect him. Breeze was more of a shoulder. I mean, that, he's taken a he, not, Ben had taken a beating his mm-hmm. entire career, but yes, you, you even saw it with Philip Rivers too a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, Philip Rivers, he always well, he he always looks like he's like trying to heave the ball downfield. Yeah, you could tell he was done too. Like, um, yeah. So I I, I think that the, and I I have to eat my take on this because on a couple episodes ago I said there was a zero point zero one percent chance he retires. Because I, I, I wasn't, we, I wasn't we ever kind of agreed that we thought he was going to want to win a Super Bowl, then retire. Exactly. But you know, he's done everything. He had what else did he have to prove? Like, he's got seven Super Bowls. That's not going to get touched probably for a while. Like, I honestly, Ron, I don't know if another quarterback ever plays twenty plus years like that. Yeah. Like, like you look at, and I hate like Rogers is well. I think Fitzpatrick's the oldest quarterback left, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, how many years does Rodgers have left? Because he's, what, 38? Like, Yeah. But Rodgers as well, like with Brady, Brady played his rookie year on through now. Like he played yeah, into his rookie year. that is true. Rodgers didn't play for like the first couple of years. Yes. Rodgers didn't play the first couple of years, which I think is why Ben, like Ben was a legit 18 seasons, give or take the, the season he had to sit out and all that, all that kind of stuff. Like, um. But like, he's, yeah, he still played some games. That yes, year, yeah. he just got injured and couldn't play kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like now, mm-hmm. one of those years, Brady blew out his knee. So, you know, right. I'm yeah, not, I'm not getting into semantics of this. I'm just saying the fact he played 22 seasons is literally incredible. And it I is. don't think we're ever going to see that again from a quarterback. He did such a, a great job of just taking care of his body. Yeah. I mean, he, he never took a lot of hits. Like, unlike Ben, you know, I think Brady summed it up uh, – Ben's perfectly when you know he graduated Ben retirement. He's like, he didn't do the Brady way. He just threw some ice on and just got back out there. Yep. Yeah. So uh the only thing that makes me so upset is now it's the same year. They're both gonna be first ballot Hall of Famers. And, and it takes away from Ben. I I would almost like them not to. This is gonna sound so asinine to not because oh, ben, yeah, Ben's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. You're right. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I uh I know. <laughs> But don't don't put him in that first year and just let him have his own year the year after. Um, no. But that's going to be a hell of a class. That's going to be a hell of a class it, just with those yeah. two guys alone um, mm-hmm. going in at the same time. Uh, and then the year before is probably going to be uh, probably going to be Breeze. Rivers, Breeze yeah. Rivers if they don't if they don't uh, come back. So um, which I don't I really don't see Breeze coming back. River's name is one of those that's going to be floated out there every every bit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Rivers may not be first ballot, but I think I think he'll get in. Mm-hmm. You know, Rivers may not have had the playoff success or won enough sort of thing. And I think a little bit has to be East Coast bias with us. Like, I think that if you lived out in San Diego and watched him play all the time, mm-hmm. like 
it would have been a little bit of a different, like, oh, my God, this guy's incredible. It's almost like Russell Wilson, and I, I, I get in this argument a lot with David. Like, who's better, Wilson or, or um, Rodgers? Uh, and I do agree that Wilson does a lot of really impressive things with his arm. Mm-hmm. And, and and David says, well, it's just East Coast bias. You just we just don't watch. Uh, that is true. Watch because Wilson they're always playing the four o'clock games, sort mm-hmm. of, you know, the later games. Yes, where we see a lot more of Rogers, which I wouldn't call it East Coast bias because they're in Green Bay, Wisconsin, in the middle of the, the Midwest. America. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, it, but we digress. I digress. Tom Brady, incredible. Uh, incredible, incredible, and I'm I'm glad that now I want to I want to hit on a couple more things before we move off of Tom Brady real quick because they keep coming mm-hmm. to my mind. Um, uh, I hated him in New England. Hated him. Despised I did him. I did too. I found him more likable just in Tampa Bay, and it, you know even Patriots, even the Patriots, I found a little more likable. Just the two of them together, and you know everybody was a Patriots fan around mm-hmm. here. Oh, you know, I've been, I've been a fan since I drew blood cells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sort of no thing. way. And, yeah. and, and I think, I think what it comes down to is this, like a Tampa Bay allowed uh, Brady to show a lot more of his personality, which, Hey, get this. He's actually like kind of a cool guy. He yeah, just he, is hyper competitive. Like, yeah. I, I watched a couple of uh, clips of him on the shop, like, you know, with LeBron, mm-hmm. he seems like a really like laid back and chill guy. Like, how he talks about like, yeah, I don't like dealing with the media most of the time. And just, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I think just being in new England and just being with Belichick kind of, you know, they still might not see eye to eye. That might be another topic for another day, but yeah. someone pointed out in his little uh, retirement. No, he didn't thank mention Belichick or the Patriots. So see, he didn't that, thank them on Twitter. That's what I wanted to get to next is, is I, I've be I've, like learned to like him and appreciate his career more with him in Tampa Mm -hmm. Bay. And I didn't hate as much the success that they had. It was more like, Oh my God, this guy went to this team and they're awesome now because he's awesome. Mm -hmm. I also wanted to ask you about how did you feel about the, the retirement uh, Instagram notes post where it was just all about the bucks. You know, definitely, definitely a little odd because he only played there for two years. And mm-hmm. obviously people are going to remember Tom Brady as, you know, like people remember Peyton Manning for his time with the Colts. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to remember Brady for what he did with, with New England sort of thing. So it just seemed a little odd. Now, my thing with the Patriots, my dad says this, and I kind of agree with him. He calls Belichick a control freak. Because mm-hmm. when Belichick got to Cleveland, his first job, Bernie Kosar was the quarterback, beloved. Browns quarterback, you know, got them three AFC title games. Kosar's the type of guy who is not afraid to let his opinion known, to, you know, call audibles and not do things Belichick's way. And Belichick Mm -hmm. cut him basically because Bernie wasn't afraid to talk back to him, even though his reasoning was diminished skill, which turned a lot of people off. Now -hmm. he gets to New England. He gets a guy like Brady. Brady's the six-round pick, 199th overall. Early on in Brady's career, you know, it's almost like, if you watch him at his first, like when he won his first Super Bowl, he almost looks like he's in disbelief that he actually won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So his first couple of years, he's, you know, kind of like he's just sitting, he's doing everything Belichick tells him. But as the, his career goes on and the more and more he accomplishes, he probably starts to, to gain his own opinion. He's like, I think I've earned the right. And Belichick did, didn't like that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So I, I think they needed each other. I don't like this. Oh, see, 
Belichick can't win without Brady or Brady. He can't, you know, you kind of heard that last year a little bit. Mm -hmm. Oh, he can't win without Belichick. They needed each other. Yes, they did. A hundred percent. They did. I think that, I think that, and, and tell me if you agree or disagree. I watched a little bit of the man in the arena and this made a lot of sense. I think Brady coming from Michigan under Bo Schimbeckler helped him. Was it? Yeah. Bo was probably on the program. Yeah, I think he went because of Bo Schimbecker, coach for Lloyd Carr. I think a lot of that stuff helped his mentality going to Mm -hmm. a place like New England, like you're talking about with a guy like Belichick. Um, And so I I think you're right. I think that as he became better and he knew his skills were better and he was mentally better and could – he just mentally beat everybody at the game because he was – we mm-hmm. talked about the we talked about the Chiefs and and not really taking what they're given. Brady was the ultimate taking what yeah. the defense gives. Oh yeah, like mm-hmm. like he, they would call a play and they would have something that he could always get out of uh, if they needed to based on the look, which I think is whether it's you know, like going to Edelman or Gronk or just dumping mm-hmm. it off because Brady, like he never had great receivers. I feel like I mean yeah he had Randy Moss in New England for like those two three years. But mm-hmm. he never had the talent that he had in Tampa Bay. He always had great tight ends and great receiving running backs out of the backfield. Yeah. Like, which is the one thing that Tampa Bay didn't have, which is kind of why he struggled a little bit and why Bruce Arians was like, all right, we're going to, we're not going to do my downfield uh, passing offense. We'll just run it off what, you, what fits your strengths, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see this every great dynasty, it's always like with a coach, they always have one quarterback, like the, the Steelers, Chuck Knoll. And Terry Bradshaw or, mm-hmm. you know, Bill Walsh and Joe Montana or like, well, Jimmy Johnson and Troy Aiken, they only won two Super Bowls together, but and then, you know, Brady and Belichick sort of thing. Yeah. Like you always see, it's always like every great coach in the dynasty just does with one quarterback very rarely has, well, you know, they've been able to repeat that with another quarterback. Now we'll see how, how Mac Jones turns out, but you know, that's why I'd say Brady and Belichick, they needed each other. They wouldn't be where they were if it weren't for the other sort of mm-hmm. thing. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, uh, it, it and I, here's my theory, and it's not, again, a, not an original thought, uh, but it makes a lot of sense. I could very much see Robert Kraft signing Brady to, like, a one-day deal so he retires a, a, a I literally Patriot. saw some, report, some guy say report Brady talking one-day contract. Now, I'd never seen the guy. Like, if Adam Schefter reported it, well – Brady might deny, but um, I could see that happening because Brady is a, you know, he's a Patriot. The fact that he is, um, he played there for 20 years and look at what New England was before he got there. Like, you know, they used to be, they used to be really terrible. Like, I mean, yeah, they made one Super Bowl in the eighties, but, and they didn't make one in the nineties with Parcells, Mm -hmm. but they didn't have any Super Bowl. And he just turned them into like the top NFL franchise. Like, yeah. Better than Pittsburgh, Dallas, San Francisco, mm-hmm. you know, they surpassed them really, like really quick for Super Bowl. So they got, well, never tied with the Steelers, but. Yes. Brady. Did you know they've won six Super Bowls? I, I did know that. I did know okay. that. I did whenever, know that. Whenever y'all lose, you have to bring that up. Yes, that is true. It's only two of us. And one of them is one of the greatest dynasties of all time. So, and the other one was Tom Brady. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, they, Bradshaw and that steel curtain defense, they, they were for real, obviously. For real. Uh, but let's stay in some NFL news because we are not an NFL podcast. Um, 
some other big uh, news coming out uh, of Minnesota. It seems like Jim Harbaugh. I just got an update about this too. Ian okay, breaking news. That, Ian Rappaport's reporting about Harbaugh is very confident that he'll get the job, and I think he will too. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I think he will. Like, we talked about it before we got on. It just makes sense. Like, that spot mm-hmm. just makes sense for him to go. Um, I think that it depends on the defensive coordinator he gets with him. Yeah. Um, and how – like, I think he's got to – I know he's such a pro-style offense guy, but he's got to have – They got the offense, like the, the pieces that he can run what he wants. They got Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. Kirk Cousins is the perfect because he likes to play. He likes to run heavy play action offense. He does. Kirk yeah. Cousins can do that. That's what his strengths are. And he's got Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. I think like, he's got, he's got to bring some of those spread aspects with him though, a little bit. Yes, like there's got to yes. be spread packages in there because mm-hmm. it, it just makes them more diverse. And I mm-hmm. think that Cousins is a smart enough guy that he can handle all that on his plate. Um, but when we had brought up the quarterbacks, and, and I do think if, if Harbaugh gets that job, and let's let's be frank, if Harbaugh does not get this job, the dude's not going back to Michigan. You can't go no. back to Michigan. Tomorrow's signing day. Don't tell me yes. he's going to go back there after. Like, he's screwing some people over. I just think Harbaugh's a type of dude. I just think he would rather be an NFL coach. Yeah, yeah. I just think so. I remember there's a guy, his name's Jordan Strack. He covers Michigan football. He's based out of Toledo. He reported after the 2019 season that Harbaugh really wanted to go back to the NFL, but nobody wanted him mm-hmm. sort of thing. And a lot of people called him out on that. And he's just like, I'm just going what I, by what I was told. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and I just think nobody was going to touch him just because he really wasn't doing much at Michigan. And then after last year where they basically signed him to that cheap exp- ex- uh, extension just to fire him. And then boom, everything goes his way this year. Kind of what they hired him to do. They finally beat Ohio State. They finally win the Big Ten. They go to the playoffs and just get blown out. I just think Harbaugh realizes that that's probably that last season was probably almost too good to be true, and it's just not going to happen. Like it's the the odds are are against of that happening every year. Yes, because Ohio State, Michigan does not recruit like Ohio State does. Mm -hmm. It was just almost like they just called Ohio State on a a really bad day, sort of. Yes. Yeah. And it, it, it is going to be – it's so crazy. Like, if he's not going to – he's not going to stay at Michigan. So, now no. it comes up, who's the next Michigan head coach? Well, you're the University of Michigan. you got to go get somebody. Like, you got to get – They're in a similar situation to what Michigan State was two years ago when D'Antonio uh, decided yeah. to resign. Because this will be after signing day. Everybody's already at their school. Like, he's really going to screw Michigan over. He is. Bad. Bad right mm-hmm. now. Um, but yeah. – They've got to go reach out and get somebody, and I don't know who that somebody is. is it, um, everybody thinks it's going to be Matt Campbell, but, you know, he turned out a ton of money to, from the Detroit Lions to that Iowa State. Yes. Now, whether he'll do that with Michigan is a whole different story. Yeah. But uh, I just think – I just think Har- – kind of just to bounce off what I said, Harbaugh I think he, I think he's just the type of guy he would prefer to be coaching in the NFL. I just think he burned so many bridges with the 49ers that he had to go back to college. I mean, like – his alma mater was the only place that he could really go, I think. Yeah, and, and the only other thing that I'm going to push back with a little bit, because I think you're right, I think he, he wants to be an NFL head coach, is when he was in San Francisco, he was there, what, four or five years, I think only? Getting four, yeah. Um, 
there was a lot of rumblings that he he kind of burned dudes out because of how he is now has he he learned he he wore out his welcome yeah i think he kind of did it at michigan a little bit too like harbaugh's he's just a weird like he's very outspoken he's not afraid to point out what's wrong with everybody else and he's done it everywhere he's been uh when he was at stanford he was not afraid to call out you know pete carroll and USC when he got to the Niners same thing with Pete Carroll and the Seahawks he's never afraid to point out what's wrong with everybody else he's just just I think he's just such an intense guy he doesn't realize how intense he is all yeah. the time he like just literally yeah. all the time and he just rubs some people lots, lots of people the wrong way and just wears people out because you know the 49ers almost traded him to the Browns like you, you remember that story like after they lost in 2014 mm-hmm. yeah which was crazy and they bet 49ers, just keep in mind, the 49ers have been so bad for so long before he got there. His first year, he turns Alex Smith into just, he like changed Alex Smith's career because mm-hmm. Alex Smith was basically a bust and all of a sudden Harbaugh gets, he turns him into a competent NFL quarterback. Yeah. And then, you know, and he goes to Kansas City. He's like, a, you know, he leads them to the playoffs for a couple of years in a row. But, mm-hmm. you know, he, he went to NFC title game, Super Bowl, NFC title game. And then they had like a 500 year. And I think he had just wore out his welcome. And the 49ers basically just said like, you know, we're done with you sort of thing. And he, he is a really, really good head coach. And I think that's I what think he is too. Yeah. The, the Vikings need an offensive minded guy, which mm-hmm. he is. Again, it comes down to who he gets to be his defense coordinator and come yeah. in with them to kind of control all that aspect. Um, but I think he can, I think the only thing, I could see being an issue is if he continues just to run a just straight pro style there, he's mm-hmm. got to have spread elements because of the weapons you have. You've got to be able to spread it out just a little bit. Like you he, saw it when he got back to Michigan where he's trying to run the same thing he was running at Stanford. It's like college football had, had evolved by the time he had come yes. back. The NFL has evolved since 2014 when he was there, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. A lot more yeah. teams are running like more spread. It's a more pass happy league. It is. Now, does that say that the – I mean, the, the Niners have proven you can yeah. do a run-heavy play action. Yeah. But they've also proven that if you don't have a guy to, you know, heavy spread the ball out and around, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be right. in trouble. And so, Kirk Cousins is just – he can do that, but he's just really inconsistent, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, – but that's crazy. There's more to come from that, I'm sure. By, you know, Friday's episode, we're going to have even more to talk about with that. Yeah. Uh, before we move off of NFL news, it's not really even NFL news. We kind of both decided that with the the Brian Flores stuff, we want to learn more about it and have more yeah. come out about it. Once again, probably going to be a Friday episode uh, once we can kind of get more information. So not going to hit on it a ton today. Um, mm-hmm. But let's go ahead, talk about some, some, some college stuff, both, uh, on the field and uh, on the hard court. Let's start with uh, football, as we expected, Ryan. Caleb, Caleb Williams. Williams finally picked a school, which we, we all know he was going to USC. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know why it took him this long, and I don't know why he even thought about going to Wisconsin or what even interested him in Wisconsin when they run basically a pro-style offense. And I mean, obviously, you know, they had Russell, they changed it up for, when they had Russell Wilson, but I'm just like, yeah. Why? Like, the, it just didn't make any sense to me. The strength of his game is his elite mobility. 
Uh, yes. And and it would have just been wasted somewhere like that. Like it just would have. Yeah. Um. But he uh goes choose to go to USC again. No, not not that big of a shocker. Uh, no. Going with Lincoln Riley. Um. And Lincoln I think Riley just took everybody with them pretty much. Yes. Which which tells me they're probably going to be able to contend right yeah. away. The Pac-12 like, is not good. Like, I mean, they could probably – they could beat you. Like, people have been trying to hype up Oregon, like, the past couple years. But Oregon's just – they're not there. And, I, and losing crystal ball obviously doesn't help them. Mm-hmm. Who is their yeah. new coach, by the way? Uh, oh, Georgia's defensive coordinator. That's yes, who they hired. Yes, yes, It just came to me right as I asked you that. Which is a zig um, when everybody else zags kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, but, I think he's going to do some damage at SC. I think he didn't want to go to the SEC, which is why he left Oklahoma. Yes, which, for better or worse, you, 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 yeah, you say what you want about the guy, uh, mm-hmm. whether that's smart or not. I, you know, to me, it's kind of cowardice, but whatever, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's a little cowardice. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, I guess when you can go to a place like USC, you have the name power of USC. The yeah. transfer portal is wide open, so we can just get all of his guys, like we've seen, come in with in him. In California, like Southern Cal especially, lots of talent that Tons. USC has let – like the Pete Carroll days, he, he was getting everybody. Now none of those guys are staying home. They're all going Ohio State, Alabama, Oklahoma, Georgia. Yeah. Just They're going east. Mm-hmm. You know, He's going to try to get those guys to stay out west. And a lot of the guys he who flipped and followed him to SC, they're Cali, they're Cali boys. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So, uh, but Caleb Williams, we, uh, got to expect he's going to be the starter going into next year. I mean, you have to assume, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially with them losing Jackson Dart too, who yes. was their starter last year to Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, did you have anything else on that? Just kind of just. I mean, you know, stuff we've talked about. We kind of knew he was going to end up there. It's just a matter of when sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think the, the only thing with the hardwood, so we had tons of great basketball on Saturday. Yeah. Um, like tons, tons, tons. I freaking love college basketball Saturdays. I just do. Uh, it's, one, it's some of my favorite days. But I think the biggest takeaway from uh, Saturday's games really comes from uh, Kentucky – Kansas, Kentucky yeah. goes into Kansas and just not an easy place to play. Yeah, not at all. Kill not them. at all. Kill them. Waxed them. Waxed them. Yeah. And now I saw a tweet the other day, and I've noticed it before, but I kind of just block it out of my brain. How giant the logo is in the middle of Allen Fieldhouse. Yeah. Yes. It's like comically too big. Um, mm-hmm. They probably do it on purpose too, for being yeah. honest. Uh, timeout. Hold on. Pause. Uh, so uh, tonight when we're recording yesterday night uh texas tech playing texas they had to give uh beard a police escort into the stadium i saw they showed like people getting in front of the bus and stuff it just yeah i'm i'm, I'm looking forward to watching after we're done recording me too the guy's public enemy number one and i love it i love it how so often much. does a guy take a new job in the same conference yes leaving leaving to go to a rival like he left to go to a rival school uh which is yeah. insane it's insane yeah. i cannot even I cannot even imagine that happening. Um, but uh, so back to uh, Kentucky, Kansas. So not easy place to go play in Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, Kansas is a really good team uh, coming off of a really good win tonight against uh, Iowa State on the road. 
um, uh, last night, rather. Uh, and Kentucky just dominated them. Right. Do- ran them be- off the It sucks the because court. as UD fans, we want Kentucky or Kansas to keep winning because Dayton beat them. But yeah. Because I'm rooting for Kansas the rest of the year because that helps Dayton. But yeah, it does, Kentucky sure. just ran them off the floor. And this isn't like your typical Kentucky team of just freshmen. Like Calipari's done a good job in the transfer portal. Like they got Jacob Toppin and uh, Kellen Grady, who I am so glad left Davidson. That guy is a beast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just like speaking of Davidson. My God, they're on fire. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous. They won like what sixteen of seventeen or seventeen of eighteen. I mean, they let uh, – I was watching them a little bit on Saturday. They let LaSalle kind of hang around a little bit at home. But they, they won the game, which is – wins. that's all that matters. Yes. They got the win. Unfortunately, um, Dayton plays the last game of the year at home. So, that will be a great game. Yeah. Uh, but Kentucky did what they want to do. They want to go up and down the court as fast as possible. And Kansas really didn't have an answer for it. And Kansas isn't a – they're a half-court team. Like, I've watched enough of Kansas this year to see that – because of their length, they want to kind of play you in the half court. They want to slow you down just a little bit. And Kentucky made them play their game. That's why when I watch like Kentucky Auburn, they're like the same kind of team where they both want to get up and down the floor. Auburn, though, as I said, like mm-hmm. on the last show, they're really good at molding themselves into like whatever the pace is going to be. They can play. They can play in the half court. They can run up and down. They can do whatever. Kentucky leans very heavily on that, get in transition, get buckets fast. And Kansas yeah. had literally no answer for it. It was insane to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll be able to just, contribute to this conversation better in a couple of weeks. Yeah, no, you're good. Done. I even told I even told you before we got on, I was like, this may be just me, me maybe me rambling again. Uh, oh, yeah. but it's uh it's it, it 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 was incredible to watch. I loved I loved seeing that game. Um, and everything that came with it. Uh, there was another thought that came to my head about college basketball as well. Didn't have to do with Kentucky. Oh, oh here's some NFL news. Just one quick yes. thing. Yeah. Washington's announcing their new team name tomorrow. Yeah. It's been leaked that somebody saw a banner in the stadium. The Washington, get ready, Commanders. Commanders. Yep. All right. I wish they would have just stayed the football team for forever. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. Just some very plain and simple, like I'm a lot gonna, of soccer teams. Yes, I'm going to miss them being the football team so, so much. Um, but, yeah, that's all I had with college college basketball. Uh, I'm sure I'll remember more later on. I mean, we're going to have good games this week. We're going to have good oh, games yeah. this Saturday. So, uh, as you said, once you're watching well, more of it. North Carolina on Saturday, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, in uh, Chapel Hill. Yeah, Coach K's last visit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, should be good. Oh, the Broncos are officially selling the team. I did see as that. Well. Uh, so, yes. All of that stuff, everything going on. Uh, but let's save a little bit for Friday. What do you say? Uh, this was a great show. <laughs> Friday's going to be a good episode, people. It will be. It will be. It will be. So, uh, Ryan, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Remember to download, subscribe, rate, review. Do all of those things. Uh, and we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening.